If you are a new print-on-demand seller on Etsy, you need to know these five things. My coaching team and I have helped thousands of Etsy sellers at this point, and about half of them are print-on-demand shops. So if you are a newer print-on-demand shop, then this video is for you. And what we're doing here is taking real e-commerce principles and applying them to Etsy in order to see consistent growth and results. Before we get started, if you are a newer print-on-demand shop and you would like my free 16-step checklist to grow your shop in the YouTube comments, write checklist and we will send that to you. Number one, Open your shop without an LLC and without knowing what you want to sell. This is a good idea, despite what everyone else might be saying. On that note, you also want to name the shop before knowing what you want to sell. Why am I recommending this? It's because all of this is temporary. We just need you to get in the game because your first ideas for what you're selling on Etsy, it's likely not going to be the thing that you are known for a year from now. So what we want to do is get out all these losing ideas first so that we know what good looks like. It's kind of like dating, right? You want to get in the reps so that you know what success looks like. So tactically speaking, what does this mean for you? Get five to 10 listings up. Make sure they're not of the same design, style, product. Make sure they're also not for the same customer. Optimize all of them a hundred percent, not cherry picking, not just doing the titles and thinking that, you know, it's good enough. Optimize all of them and start driving organic traffic. Then, and only then would I ever start to make some judgment calls. Number two, choose your customers before you choose your products. Most people and most YouTube channels are promoting winning product ideas, best product ideas, top 10 product ideas. Most people start out with product ideas and they list their product ideas. They brainstorm their product ideas. They have a list running, right? Like 30 product ideas. The problem is who's going to buy them. We come up with all these products and it's like, well, I hope someone wants them. So inside by program, this is why we start with the customer first. What does this do? Why do we do this? Well, it ensures that you are selling to people who have money to spend because it's much easier to sell a $50 sweatshirt to someone who has $50,000 in the bank versus selling that $50 sweatshirt to someone where you're taking their last $50. So on a tactical level, how do we apply this to your shop? Who are the rich people? <laughs> Just kidding. But really, what do more wealthy people, people with higher discretionary income, what do they spend money on? Think about activities and things. Where do they work? Where do they travel? How do they spend their time? And we're not just picking careers, right? Like what do rich people do for work? But we're thinking about how do they spend their time? What do they do for work and leisure? Examples of this would be look at expensive sports, expensive hobbies, activities like sailing, right? If so you have a sailboat, you're part of like a sailing club, like that's expensive. Golf Golf, golf is, gets expensive. Think about what they spend their money on regarding their kids, like dance and cheer, right? Those are really expensive sports and activities. Also think about what stores do they spend a lot of money at? You know, what are the expensive retailers that they're shopping at? What is the aesthetic that they have? Because the key here where most people completely mix this up is, you know, people with horses, people in the equestrian world, they have higher discretionary income, but then the execution of that on a design level has like a Walmart or like like Dollar Tree aesthetic, right? We gotta make sure that not only the idea, the concept is there, but the implementation, the execution on the design level is also there. So we wanna think about customer first, product second. So instead of making a list of your product ideas, make a list of your customer ideas first. The third thing you want to do here is to choose your price point buckets before you start listing your products. Again, this is so essential in building a dynamic product mix. What price points do you want to be at within your shop? 
And it's fine to start with a list of product ideas, but narrow these down by using price point as a guide. So if you have a list of product ideas, put the price points next to all of those. And we wanna make sure that we have a dynamic mix. And price point is not the only thing that's gonna give you a dynamic product mix. That's like half of it, but it's an important half that we can't forget about. You do not wanna end up with a print-on-demand rug shop that is filled with $200 rugs or with a print-on-demand shop that is filled with only $25 t-shirts. Instead, think about having a shop filled with $5 stickers plus $15 hats plus $10 mugs plus $60 blankets plus $100 bedding. This is just an example, of course, but you always wanna be considering price point before choosing your products. The fourth thing, and this is a little bit touchy with newer print-on-demand sellers, you might wanna heavily consider purchasing your designs instead of making them yourself. And this is if you are not very good at designing. I understand you're trying to keep your overhead low when you start, but just like purchasing mock-ups, a design can be you know, 99 cents to maybe $4, and it is well worth it. Think about how long it would take you to make that design. Would it take you an hour? Would it take you three hours? What is your time worth, right? Is it worth more than a dollar an hour? The reason we do this is because with print-on-demand, you will get traction so much faster if you start with decent designs. And that is because Etsy gives you that boost in your first 30 to 60 days, where you're gonna rank a little bit higher in search results because you are a newer shop. So you do not wanna use that boost from Etsy on your bad designs. So you wanna put your best foot forward during that boost time. And you wanna recognize if you are better off utilizing someone else's designs instead of your own. And I have extremely talented students who sell SVGs and PNGs. If you are in need of some great designs and you are wanting to get traction quickly with print on demand, we're happy to point you in their direction if you are interested. If your designs are not on point, it does not matter how good your SEO is or how optimized the listing is, you're still not gonna sell anything. So if you are a newer print on demand seller, instead of trying to become a graphic design expert or a Canva expert right now, consider just purchasing those designs. You'll have time to figure that stuff out later. You can make time to learn graphic design later, but now, as soon as you open your shop, the clock is ticking, you gotta start getting some sales. Now, number five, I do not see enough newer print-on-demand shops doing this. You should not rely on one print-on-demand partner. Leverage multiple. And what people say is, well, then some of my items will have like a two to four day turnaround time, and then other items will have a two to three week turnaround time. I don't know if that's okay. I don't want the customer to get mad at me. Your product mix is what counts. Do not worry if different listings in your shop have different production timeframes. Do not let that limit you from serving your customers in as many ways as possible. New sellers think that they're stuck with one production partner. Usually it ends up being Printify because that's you know the easiest to start with, the most tutorials on YouTube, and they'll think they are stuck with Printify. Or other sellers, you know, they get slowed down by weighing this decision. Do I do Printify? Do I do Printful? Do I do Printedmin? And they delay starting because they're trying to make this big decision, but it's not a big decision. It's all temporary. You can combine as many production partners as you want. My top print-on-demand students, I'm talking the ones who do over $100,000 per month, typically leverage like four to five production partners. So remember, you are not married to one and really dig deep and find the smaller ones because sometimes they will have really, really unique products that are not as mainstream within print-on-demand and that can be a competitive advantage to you. So if you are a newer print-on-demand shop and you are like so lost, you need a game plan, feel free to reach out to us. You can always contact us on Instagram at Dylan Jaris and my team and I are happy to talk to you more. All right, we'll see you guys in the next video.
After I joined the program, I gained so much clarity. Dylan is a wealth of knowledge and she shares all of her secrets with you. That coaching aspect of it, you can't get that through reading or watching videos. So that's what makes this program really unique.